Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Sunday. It is uh, the 7th of June. Uh, it's about 7.30 on a Sunday evening here, and I just want to kind of hop in and do a, a, a mock draft with everybody here. Um, we're going to be using Fantasy Football Calculator, as you can see on the screen share here. If you haven't used it, I would highly suggest it. Uh, I've messed around with a couple mocks so far, and the ADP still isn't like 100% like accurate as what it should be. So maybe by uh, keep doing more mocks and stuff, the, the, the people will, will get things filtered out. But anyways, we're going to hop in a mock draft, and I'll kind of just show you how we do that here. You're just going to hit Join Mock Draft. And then what's really cool is you can they have all these tabs here. So if you're half PPR, PPR, non-PPR, 2QB, Dynasty, Rookie Drafts, you know all this stuff is really uh, customizable. Um, so what I'm going to do here is we're just going to hop in a standard PPR uh, this one hops in 20 seconds. We got some people on this 10 team one. Um, so it looks like none of the 12 teams are, have a lot of people in them. So uh, this one's got three, another one here. Let's just hop in and take the 12 spot. And we're gonna just be the fellow KGB. You enter your name, pick your spot. And yeah, this is what we're looking at. I'm just gonna zoom in a little bit. Um, so you can see we have our, our board up here and it's just going to keep working its way down. Um, I mean, you can invite friends to your league. You just got to, you know, tell them what number you're in and you can do this really quickly. I think I'm going to do this uh, regularly, maybe once or twice a week where we just hop in a mock and I'll do different websites. I'll probably use Sleeper next. I might use the, I like the simulated one of, of Draft Wizard. Uh, but what's good right now is it doesn't really matter that there's not a lot of people. You can see all the computer guys in here. Maybe we get another person or two. Yep, another guy at 11. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's a very clean, simple platform. I like it. It's quick. Um, so you can see here we're going to start in 45 seconds and kind of just make comments as we go. Um, I think my preferred spot so far in a 12-team league is to be in the top five picks. And that is because you get one of McCaffrey, uh, Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cooker, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, for some reason, they got Ezekiel Elliott low on this list. Um, so that's kind of one thing that I'm, I want to work on is do do more mocks. And uh, basically, the the ADP gets uh, information on these mocks, and it'll start to uh, adjust some of these guys. So uh, for now, I'm sitting at the 12 spot. I think I'm just going to, as I do these mocks, I'm going to keep working my way up through the, the order. So the next one, I'll do um, 11. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. And if you guys like this FF Kelp one, let me know in the comments below. Don't forget to like, uh, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff on YouTube. Help us grow the channel. Uh, so wow, we see the computer here. Says Michael Thomas, we'll take you. Um, this is a one QB league. We got 15 rounds. Uh, I'm not going to draft a defense. I think I think it's better to give intel on some of the guys you know that you could be landing in the backgrounds. Uh, but my preference so far has to been hammering. It's it's like the consensus. A lot of people hammer the running backs early, wide receiver deep. Depth is really is really nice this year. So um, that's been my preferred method. Is sometimes I go the first three picks running back, and then I hammer the receivers in the mid rounds, and then I like to wait pretty late on tight ends. It depends if someone's there for me round three if a guy falls, but we'll see. Um, it looks like we got one, two, three, four, four people live. So this is pretty good. This is a 50% filled uh, mock draft. So you see the running back start to go here. Uh, pick number eight is up. You might look at taking a receiver or keep the running back train going. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, and Derrick Henry all gone. 
all first round grades in my book. Um, Josh Jacobs here at eight. That's a that's a human pick too. So that's interesting to see Josh Jacobs. A lot of people are nervous about his PPR potential, but um, the man finished like RB twenty one in only thirteen games last year. Um, so there's a lot of hype around him getting more work, maybe getting an extra target or two per game in the passing game. Uh, he only caught 20 balls last year, I think on 27 targets. So that's less than two targets, basically two, because he played 13 games. So that's basically two targets per game. Uh, so we'll see if he can get up to three. Uh, but anyways, I'm up here. So the top three receivers off the board are Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, for me, De Devonta Adams is my number two. Um, so that's like the logical pick. And then you're looking at Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders. Uh, so I'm going to let this clock kind of just run down here, but I'm going to take Devontae Adams just to do something unconventional here. Uh, Devontae shouldn't be there at number 12. So that's a good value pick. Um, he's got a good uh, ability or probability to lead the league in touchdowns this year as a receiver. Um, and man, I could really go double receiver here and, and just try something to see if there's running backs there that I like in the third and fourth. But um, I mean, I like Nick Chubb. Austin Eckler provides a safe floor in PPR leagues. Uh, Miles Sanders as well. Um, but because we went wide receiver already, I think we're going to go running back. So I'm going to go with Nick Chubb and we'll talk about Nick Chubb for a little bit. The man rushed 300 times basically last year for 1500 yards. And a lot of people are nervous about Kareem Hunt coming to town. And I guess just continuing to eat into his workload. But I have reason to believe that we're going to see more consistency from Nick Chubb this year. Uh, I mean, down the stretch, those last eight games, Kareem Hunt was more consistent in PPR leagues than Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, Nick Chubb's highs were high and his lows were low. But, um, I mean, he's still got – he might have the best chance at leading the league in rushing yards this year. The Browns put a lot of investments into the offensive line. They signed Jack Conklin from the Titans. Uh, they also drafted Jedrick Wills out of Alabama in the first round. So the offensive, I mean, that both tackle spots are locked up. The interior line is decent. Uh, Baker Mayfield year three. And then, yeah, the new head coach, Kevin Stefanski and uh, offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Um, it's going to be a very Minnesota eccentric offense, I think. And if you think about Minnesota the last few years, they just handed the ball off to Dalvin Cook or Latavius Murray and mixed in Jarek McKinnon. Uh, but they they really let Adam or not Adam Thielen, but they let Kirk Christian or they let uh, Kirk Cousins basically just make safe throws, consistent throws, and not get too crazy with pass attempts. They're going to work really well with play action. Um, but it's it's going to be the running the running backs are going to lead the show there. If you look back at Minnesota's like rushing attempts per season, they're among the highest, especially last year. So it's going to be a very run heavy team, uh, more towards a 50-50 split. I think if, they, if the Browns want to win more games, they have to take the ball out of Baker's hands a little bit more. Um, so that means more Nick Chubb, more Kareem Hunt. So I get the Kareem Hunt hype, but I also think Nick Chubb, and with just the new coaching philosophy change, they're still going to get him the ball as much as they can. Um, so I'll kind of recap here. Um, ooh, I should have taken Ezekiel Elliott. Um, that's what I should have done there. I should have taken Ezekiel Elliott and Nick Chubb, and that would have been fine. So if I was going to redo it, that's what I would have done. Uh, but, I mean, Devontae Adams falling to 12, you can't really can't really do that. But um, So we see Ezekiel Elliott go 13, Julio 14, Aaron Jones 15, Miles Sanders, Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Godwin. Uh, I, Pat Mahomes is my QB1 this year, so I think you can take him as high as the second round. I have no problem with that. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, that's a little bit rich for me in the second round. 
Um, I mean, I'd rather have a slam dunk pick like Lamar Jackson or George Kittle or something like that. Uh, one guy that's really been coming on to me lately uh, is Melvin Gordon. So if he falls to me in the third round, I'll take that all day. But I guess so in my head right now, like Ezekiel Elliott's not going to be um, he's not going to be the 13th overall pick. Like he's going to be gone before I even would have picked that 12. So I'm OK, assuming I have one receiver and one running back right now. Um, but yeah, this is good so far. We see two quarterbacks off the board, two tight ends. Uh, this is pretty accurate so far. And as you can see, all the blue running backs. Uh, but now we're starting to see some receivers come off the board in Cooper Cup and Kenny Galladay. Um, I'm more of a Kenny Galladay guy than Cooper Cup this year, especially if Matt Stafford plays a full season. What was Kenny Galladay, like wide receiver 9 or 10 last year with uh, Jeff Driscoll and um, David Blau? Wow. So Stafford was dealing and balling before he got hurt. So I'm kind of all in on the, the Lions passing game, whether it's Stafford Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay. I like all those guys. And at ADP, it really doesn't matter. Um, they're good prices. So um, we're just waiting here on another guy to pick. Um, I don't really have anything in mind coming up for my pick yet. I'm just going to let the chips fall. But if there's a running back on the board that I like, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, I'm hoping it's Melvin Gordon. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to pull up another spreadsheet here too. So we can kind of look at my projections as I do this. Um, so I'm just loading up my projections, and I think we're on the clock right now. Um, so I'll flip back. Um, so, yeah, it looks like uh, A.J. Brown, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Juju. And I'm going to go ahead here, and I'll let the clock go out. But I'm going to take Melvin Gordon here, and I will tell you why. Uh, they paid Melvin good money to be there. And so he's on the watch list here. Uh, they paid Melvin Gordon good money to be there. Um, it's going to be a very run-heavy team this year. Uh, they're probably going to lead Royce Freeman out. Uh, a little bit um, but overall like Philip Lindsay is a little back he, he's not a very good pass catcher Melvin Gordon easily walks in he's the, the he's the dominant RB1 he's the best pass, pass catcher of the group um, and that team's built to run they have a good defense a young quarterback um, and if I mean if you look back at what Melvin Gordon has done in his career he's been a, a touchdown machine he's a he's been a fantastic pass catcher um, and to get him as an, uh, a third round pick pick 312 uh, as my RB2. I'm, that's that's pretty good value to me. And then, so my next pick here is, it's going to be Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen is in one of the best situations you can find for a wide receiver because uh, his, his wingman, Stefan Diggs, just left town. And they're bringing in a rookie, Justin Jefferson, to help him out. Um, but I mean, Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins have such a connection there that it's going to be even more funneled toward Adam Thielen than ever before. So Thielen's got the potential to, to have career highs across the board in everything they do uh, as they have young pass catchers besides him. Maybe Herb Smith has a, has a nice year too, but um, if I look quick and show you my... Um, so I'm working on some new stats here uh, in my spreadsheets. Um, these things called opportunity share and yard share. If we look at opportunity share, this is the amount of touches a player has divided by the total amount of a team has. So a, a guy like um, like Adam Thielen, um, he's going to get the ball about 14.38% of the time with my projection model, um, which has him as the wide receiver six. So far, I have to figure finish entering some of the other guys, but um, another thing here is he's actually number one 
Uh, he's the number one receiver on my projection model in turn, terms of yard share, meaning he's going to account for the most um, percentage of his team's total yards of the receivers that I've done so far. So, so that really sticks out. It's going to be a heavily funneled Adam Thielen year, and he's going to lead the team in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. So it feels like free money taking Adam Thielen in the third or fourth round. Uh, but let's recap here. Uh, Odell Beckham, I thought about taking Allen Robinson, but Adam Thielen, like I said, he's he's higher on my model, so I go with Thielen. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. We got James Conner. That's another good pick. I could have went with Conner here um, if I wanted to. I could have really started with, like, four running backs here if I'm getting James Conner here. Uh, but anyways, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller in the fourth. Uh, do you see David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert? Uh, Kyler Murray's checking in here in round five. Uh, we got some receivers, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, and Cortland Sutton. And then Zachert. So the tight ends have basically fizzled out. Uh, that's kind of the, the, the end of the top tier guys where now we're going to be looking at value. So um, I'm interested in waiting on tight end. I got like three or four guys that I really, really like to, to, to bank on being there for me at some point. So we're going to continue waiting. Uh, but yeah, right now we're looking pretty good here. Very balanced draft so far with Devontae Adams and Adam Thielen at receiver, Nick Chubb and Melvin Gordon at running back. So let's take a look here at the best available and see what's catching my eye. I mean, Robert Woods off the bat. If we look at my projection model real quick, so we got about 45 seconds here. If we look at my projection model real quick and all of the projections are complete and Robert Woods is coming out to my wide receiver 10 right now. Um, so I'm super, super high on Robert Woods. I think he's going to lead the way in, in LA this year. For some reason, they weren't using Cooper Cup as much down the stretch, but Robert Woods kept humming along. Uh, Brandon Cooks is gone. They're going to kind of go towards more of a two tight end set with Everett and Higby now. Um, so I don't know. I really like Robert Woods, and he, we're going to select him to be our wide receiver three. Um, so I don't want to get pigeonholed into taking a running back here. I want to take best value. Um, so if I'm looking at running backs here, like Mark Ingram, DeAndre Swift, Sony Michelle, Keyshawn Vaughn, Darius Geis, no one's really like stepping up and saying, hey, take me. So we kind of missed, missed the boat on the running backs. We probably could have taken James Conner here over Adam Thielen. But like I said, I'm really high on Thielen, so I didn't want to do that. A guy like T.Y. Hilton interests me. Um, tight end Rob Gronkowski. Eh, I don't know if I want to take a tight end in the sixth round yet. What about quarterback here? Okay, so let's let's uh, let's take a quarterback here. Uh, Dak Prescott's the fifth one. He would be he's going to be the fifth one off the board here. We're going to roll a Dak Prescott. What was he last year? Like QB three? If we click look, uh, I'm using FF today. They have one of my favorite uh, fantasy just stats sites. Um, and yeah, if we look, if we filter, I filter by ESPN because that means four point passing touchdowns. And we see Dak Prescott was QB two last year. So the fact that I'm getting him as QB5 value to me in the sixth round, I know it's a one QB league and quarterbacks don't really matter. But uh, like I said, I'm not going to reach on a running back here or a tight end or anything yet. I'm going to just continue taking value on my board. So uh, we went with Dak Prescott. So now we're super well balanced. Tight ends, man, we're going to wait and we're going to find uh, we're going to find some gems in the later rounds. But um, this team's looking really, really solid throughout, really well balanced. Um, we're seeing Mark Ingram, Deshaun Watson, Devontae Parker go off the board. Um, so I have a question for you guys in the comments. What is your uh, preferred way, uh, I guess, preferred roster settings? Uh, do you play super flex? Do you do, I mean, my leagues don't use defense or kickers anymore. 
uh, we converted my, my best league that I run, the Fellowship League. We run a league that's uh, super flex, no kickers, no defense. And you start two running backs, two wideouts, and you get two flex spots plus the tight end. So uh, we end up starting nine guys. But uh, I've got a couple other leagues where the super flex league is it's the two running backs, two receivers, and you start three flex. Uh, so there's a lot of different, you know, scoring setups. But I think at the moment right now, um, I think the future of fantasy football is going to be in super flex leagues. Because uh, in a one QB league, there's just there's just so many quarterbacks. Like I could have waited, you know, for the 13th, 14th round to take someone like Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Burrow and I'll be fine. But uh, it, it helps. I mean, I got Dak Prescott. He's a top five quarterback and we got him fifth overall as far as quarterbacks go. So I'm happy there. Um, but yeah, let's continue recapping here. It looks like wide receiver six. We're seeing the huge receiver run. Devontae Parker, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Marquise Brown, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry. And then you got Brandon Cooks to start the seventh. But uh, just a couple of running backs there, DeAndre Swift and Darius Geis. Uh, those are guys that I, I like them, but I don't feel great about them. One guy I do feel great about is Michael Gallup here in the seventh round. It's a shame we couldn't get him on the team. Um, a lot of people are worried about C.D. Lamb coming in and messing up all the targets there. But, uh, I mean, Randall Cobb had like 85 or 88 targets there last year. Jason Witten's also leaving behind like another 83. So there's over 160 targets up for grabs uh, between those two guys alone. So, um, I mean, there's an argument that Cooper Gallup and Blake Jarwin can all be way better than they were last year. Um, and we're going to get to Blake Jarwin. Don't worry. Um, I'm on team Blake Jarwin this year. So he's been my number. He's been my favorite uh, backup tight end to grab as one of my last picks. So uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But as for now, we're seeing Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers come off the board. And uh, I just want to thank you for hanging out with me in this video. Let me know in the comments. I'd like to know some of you guys. Let me know if you follow me on Twitter. Um, that's what the fellowship is about. It's just having conversations. If anyone wants to do a mock draft with me, um, even if we don't have to podcast or anything, but we can hang out and just do mock drafts real quick. I'm available pretty much anytime. So let me know. That's something I kind of want to do is maybe get some, get some people together and we can do a, like a live mock where all 12 people are people that watch the video and want to be a part of it. So that's something I'm considering doing, uh, going forward as we get more of these rolling, um, but we're almost up to pick here. It's looking like uh, we got some of my favorite running back prospects available coming up. So we're going to get into J.K. Dobbins here. And, I mean, Mark Ingram went round six, but I'm taking J.K. Dobbins in a lot of drafts this year because, I mean, Mark Ingram's 30. The dude, He's a great running back, but, I mean, at this point, we really don't know how much more he's got left in the tank. And... J.K. Dobbins, man, they got to a point in the draft where they're just like, he, J.K. Dobbins, fell to us. Like, we have to take him. So they didn't anticipate getting a player of his talent. But now that they do, um, it might take, like, one, two, three games. And then we're going to see enough tape from J.K. Dobbins where John Harbaugh is like, okay, like, we, we got to get him the ball more. He's, he's, like, the best running back that we have. Um, so we, gotta, we just got to find ways to get him the ball. Um, so I'm super excited about J.K. Dobbins. He's probably my favorite rookie running back this year. Um, I'm, I'm into Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but uh, I, just, I just think J.K. Dobbins is the best all-around running back. And he's on one of the best running teams in the NFL. Um, 
So looking around here, we don't need to worry about quarterback. As for running backs, Keyshawn Vaughn, Damian Williams, Ronald Jones, Matt Breida, James White, Jordan Howard, nothing really, nothing's really sticking out to me here at running back. We might wait a little bit and start pounding some of these guys in the end as far as PPR running backs. Uh, but as far as receiver, we're looking at Julian Edelman, Manuel Sanders, Deontay Johnson. Uh, I like Deontay Johnson a lot, but I do, I mean, at this point in the draft, um, we're going to wait on tight end. And I think we're just, we're just going to snag Deontay Johnson because I don't want to miss the boat. Um, Deontay Johnson, man, he was the best receiver in Pittsburgh last year. I mean, he was playing with garbage QBs and the man ended up putting together uh, that's my projection. Uh, last year, Deontay Johnson on 92 targets, he had 59 catches for 680 yards and five touchdowns. Um, so if you add in Ben Roethlisberger and a healthy Juju Smith-Schuster, this is going to be a functional offense again. All of a sudden, you're looking at Deontay Johnson as maybe being a 120-target guy, maybe 70-plus receptions. Like he's, he's one of my favorite targets in the middle to late rounds. And he's a guy that I think as soon as the, the teams start reporting to camp and we start seeing a lot of reports and, and practices and stuff, it seems like Deontay is going to be one of those like pre-summer darlings that just everyone's like, oh, Deontay Johnson. Um, so I'm trying to be ahead of the, the curve here with Deontay, and I'm taking him whenever I can. Um, so the eighth round, I mean, in, in like real terms here of a, of a mock draft, um, I mean, anything after the fourth and fifth round, it gets a little, you know, everything starts to fall off. Um, so, I mean, at this point in the draft, you want to go for home run swings. And I think Deontay Johnson has potential to be an 80 catch guy, uh, flirt with a thousand yards. And I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he had more touchdowns than Juju Smith Schuster this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm super into Deontay, but now that we have, I mean, look at our receiving group here of Devontae, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, and Deontay Johnson. I'm super stoked about that. I technically, I have, with Devontae Thielen and Woods, I have three of my, my top wide receiver ones. Uh, so you see Devontae up here at wide receiver two. You're going to see Thielen here at six, and you're going to see Robert Woods here at 10. And then I do have Deontay Johnson down here at 30. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good where we at at uh, the receiver position. And then if we go ahead and look at my running backs real quick, uh, Nick Chubb here. Got him at RB9. I feel like that's still low, but because of the PPR value, we don't really know uh, his upside yet. And then I do have Melvin Gordon here as my RB20. So I think the, the direction, I guess, J.K. Dobbins down here at RB30. And that's with um, basically an even split between um, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. If J.K. Dobbins does get more carries than Mark Ingram, I win on this. So I'm kind of into that. That's kind of my philosophy a lot. And taking up players is I'm trying to hit a home run. I'm not trying to bunt or take a guy like, uh, let's see here. I don't know, like a bunt to me would be taking a guy like Keenan Allen, who like in the past, he's been a, a really good PPR receiver, but we don't know what's going on with the, the, the coaching staff. And we don't really know what's going on with the, I guess the coaching's fine, but it's, it's the quarterback room that we're really unsure about and how that offense is going to function. So, even Austin Eckler, I'm kind of off on Austin Eckler because he had a ceiling year last year with Philip Rivers, who's one of the best, most well-known quarterbacks of utilizing his his running backs in the passing game. So I just there, I, I don't see any way that uh, a guy like Austin Eckler is worth you know that kind of value 
Um, I mean, I'd take Chris Godwin over him, Pat Mahomes. Give me Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake hype's getting out of control lately. I mean, he's up at, at number nine overall here. Um, so you can see here we got uh, kind of a mixed bag. Everyone's kind of just grabbing what they need at this point. Um, I want to take running back, so let's go ahead and take a running back here if we like one. Uh, I mean, Tariq Cohen still got a lot of value for me, but I do like this guy, Zach Moss, here. And tight ends. Oh, wow. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue fading the RB, and we're just going to keep building up this studly receiving group here with Marvin Jones Jr. Super excited about Marvin Jones, and like I mentioned before, the Lions passing game. Uh, Marvin Jones was on fire last year before him and Stafford got hurt. Um, if I look quick here, I think I got like 20 seconds to look at this. Uh, but Marvin Jones, I don't know how many games he played last year, but the man scored nine touchdowns, almost 800 yards, and six 62 catches. So adding a guy like Marvin Jones, like our receiver room is complete. Like we we can be taking, uh, we'll take a bunch of uh, flyers on, on running back the rest of the way. But there's still tons of wide receivers that I like. So um, even if I didn't take Devontae Adams here and say I took a guy like, Say I took Aaron Jones instead of Devontae Adams. Like, that might be uh, something that appeals to me. Um, so, anyways, this is the 10th pick or 10th round. And I think now we're going to take a, a shot on our first tight end in Hayden Hurst. And we'll go on a Hayden Hurst tangent here. Um, so, basically, he's, he's getting the Austin Hooper role. And he's basically the same player that I, athletically in the same things that they do well. Hayden Hurst and Austin Hooper are very similar and Hayden Hurst is probably a better blocker. So like, I mean, he's still going to be on the field a ton, but overall, I think, I don't think there's much of a drop off from Austin Hooper in this offense to Hayden Hurst. Um, so we see Hooper last year, get 97 targets, 75 catches and almost 800 yards and six touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, I have, I have Hayden Hurst basically walking into those numbers um, but I peeled him back a little bit. So uh, I gave Hurst 67 catches for 91 targets, uh, just under 700 yards and six touchdowns. And when we go to my tight ends tab here, that's going to put Hayden Hurst right at tight end eight. So I'm looking, I'm looking pretty good there. I, I'm feeling like I got a, a steady Eddie uh, tight end one, and we're going to probably take one more. And it wouldn't surprise me if I, if I wanted to go three tight ends, but usually two tight ends is the number. And, uh, it's going to be Blake Jarwin. So, um, but yeah, now it's probably about time where we start looking around for values at running back positions. I don't really like looking for handcuffs, but I like looking for guys that are skilled in certain areas. So um, a running back that comes to mind um, is Zach Moss here, rookie for the Buffalo Bills. A guy like, um, I mean, even Duke Johnson, Austin Scott, Naheem Hines. These are the guys that I'm looking for late in my drafts that can potentially swing things in PPR leagues. Uh, but a guy like Zach Moss, he's more of a banger. And Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary is not like an amazing prospect or athlete or anything like that. He just does everything very good. Um, whereas Zach Moss is a big body. He's a violent runner. He's going to come in and basically play the Frank, Frank Gore role. And he's going to be the goal line back. I know Josh Allen's going to steal a lot of, um, a lot of the goal line, you know, rushing touchdowns, but with a rookie running back. And I mean, Josh Allen needs to stay healthy. They, they might be calling Zach Moss's number a little bit more. 
Um, so if you haven't seen Zach Moss play, um, I mean, just Google him, watch some of his tape on YouTube. The guy, he's, he's fun to watch. Um, one of my favorite uh, analysts in fantasy football, Matt Waldman, compared him to Ricky Williams, which Ricky Williams was more finesse, but uh, Zach Moss does have a little bit of a wiggle uh, to him, more than people give him credit for. So we're going to go ahead here and grab our running back, Zach Moss. I'm going to wait about 30 seconds here to make that pick, but let's just take a look here at best available. I mean, we're in the, the last pick of the 11th round, and guys like Austin Hooper, Noah Fant, uh, Zach Moss, Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones. You're starting to see some defenses pop up here. Um, I'm pretty happy with our receiver group, but there's still a couple guys that appeal to me. A guy like Golden Tate could be the leading receiver on that team. Um, Preston Williams, could he could be better than Devontae Parker. Um, so there's a lot to like kind of throughout the board here, but um, this is kind of the area of the draft where I, I start to fill in what I need, and it just so happens that we need some running backs. Um, so a guy like, I mean, Carlos Hyde is super interesting too. He's technically a handcuff. Uh, I don't think Rashad Penny's going to be playing. He's on the pup list, I believe, to start the year. Um, but if, if anything happens to Chris Carson, they're going to give Carlos Hyde a ton of run. Um, so he's a super interesting guy. But I think with my next pick here is I'm going to take, even Naheem Hines is kind of fun, but with all the running backs there, it's kind of cloudy. Um, but we got about 10 seconds here. Gun to my head. I'm going to take uh, Duke Johnson with the Houston Texans. And let's take a look at Duke Johnson real quick. First of all, let's see where he finished last year in PPR leagues. And the thing with Duke Johnson is, like, we're not looking for much here. We're not looking for a home run. He's a like I said, that, that goes against what I was saying earlier. But at this point in the draft, I just wanted a guy that he's going to be involved in the offense no matter what. And if anything happens to David Johnson or if they decide David Johnson's not doing it for us, um, I mean, we see here he was RB30 last year, getting almost 10 points a game. And I think he was, he was fairly consistent on a point-to-point -point basis. You know, he had a couple bad games, but some of his – I mean, he goes for double digits sometimes – and at this point of our draft, I mean, he's our fifth running back. He's a guy that is, he's got value in PPR leagues as the RB30, but he's also got tremendous upside if anything happens to David Johnson. So he's like a handcuff plus. And I think I might eventually do like an article where I call out some of these hand, handcuff plus guys um, that could, you know, they're going to have basically a role in the offense uh, no matter what. So we're interested in that for fantasy, but if anything happens to their, their starter, that's when we really start to get uh, the value out of this guy. Cause he's going to, you know, they're going to lean on him even more. So we're looking fairly good at running back here. I still like these guys, Boston Scott, Naheem Hines, but I mean, we're 12 deep here with picks. We got Devonte Adams, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, and Marvin Jones at the wide receiver position. That is, mm, that is beautiful. Super stoked about that. Running back room is Nick Chubb, Melvin Gordon, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss, and Duke Johnson. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good there. Uh, we're going to lean heavily on Nick Chubb and Melvin Gordon, and we might be able to start J.K. Dobbins at some point, um, you know, middle of the end of the year. But even then, I mean, Jake, if you look at what the Baltimore Ravens did last year, they gave Mark Ingram 200, like 202 carries, and they gave Gus Edwards 133. So you got to feel like a second-round pick running back. They're going to try to give him the ball as much as they can. So I'm thinking 130 to 40 carries is his floor. Um, and then everything else he does is just bonus, whether it's in the passing game, passing touchdowns, or catching touchdowns, all that stuff. So um, J.K. Dobbins might be the best steal pick here. Uh, we touched on Deontay Johnson being awesome. 
uh, in his year two year with uh, Ben Roethlisberger back. And then we got Hayden Hurst chilling as our tight end for now. We're going to wait on tight ends. As far as tight ends that still stick out to me, a guy like TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Johnny Smith, like there's so many tight ends. Um, I think everything, basically the cutoff to me is like there's a clear top five and then you can make a case for Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Higby, maybe even Jared Cook um, as guys that deserve to be like tight end locks, tight end one locks. But after that, it gets really, everyone's kind of the same. So I like waiting on tight ends. Uh, It looks like we're up here. So we're going to go ahead and filter by all. Uh, I mean, we could take a backup quarterback here, but with Dak, I feel pretty safe. Uh, running backs here. I do like AJ Dillon a lot and he's going to score touchdowns. Anything happens to Aaron Jones, we, we're getting a home run pick, but that's still more of a handcuff pick like we were talking about earlier. Um, so I would say Boston Scott's still the guy there for me. Alan Lazard. Yeah, I'm not digging the receivers too much anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and take a guy like Boston Scott. And we'll talk about Scott here for a little bit. Um, the Eagles are notorious, you know, with Doug Peterson running a a running back by committee approach. Um, they've always had three or four guys that they use in different phases of the game. And at the moment with Jordan Howard being out of the picture, we're looking at Miles Sanders and then Boston Scott. They did sound Corey Clement back, but they, they really liked what they got out of Boston Scott at the end of last year. I mean, Miles Sanders is going to get probably almost 200 carries and, you know, 50, 60 catches. But when he's not on the field, it's going to be Boston Scott in third down in passing situation. So Everything about Boston Scott, I really, really like. Um, And then we're going to go ahead here with our next pick. We're going to take Dallas Goddard. Uh, I was all in on Goddard last year, and it paid off in in all my leagues. He finished as, I think he was like wide receiver or tight end 10, which, I mean, on a PPR basis is perfect. So uh, tight end 10 last year. We'll click on his, his numbers here. Uh, 87 targets, 58 receptions, just over 600 yards and five touchdowns for 9.9 PPR points per game. Um, It was a slow start, but towards the middle to the end of the year, uh, you're looking at these numbers and we're we're super excited about this opportunity where this might be the year where we start to see Ertz come down and Goddard Goddard might be even with with Zach Ertz this year. it's just something I've been, even when I was thinking about this last year, I, you know, that's kind of where I was going with it. Uh, but with Zach Ertz, he's going to get about 10, like they're basically the same player. Uh, Ertz is just 29 and Goddard's entering his prime breakout, you know, territory age of, of 25. So everything to me leans Goddard. And what's cool about this is last year, I even experimented this with this is I'm not afraid to flex a guy like Dallas Goddard. Um, if you're in the middle of the season and you got like a, one of your receiver is hurt and you're, you're locked in with your, your two or three receivers and you need a flex play and you have a good tight end already, Dallas Goddard, he's got a floor of like 10, 10, 12, 14 points. Um, so I really like targeting Dallas Goddard here. And the fact that we got him as our tight end too, like we don't even need to take a tight end anymore. Um, so that's pretty good. This last pick's a luxury pick here. We pretty much got everything covered. As I didn't take a defense. I won't take a defense or a kicker in any of these mocks. I just don't want to do it. And um, I'd rather give you guys a sleeper pick. Um, so let's throw out some names here. I mean, A.J. Dillon, he's a handcuff, but he's going to probably rush for five or six touchdowns this year. Um, I mean, they drafted him with a purpose. The fact that Green Bay took a running back in the second round 
means, I mean, next year, Aaron Jones, we don't know if he's coming back. If Aaron Jones before last year was known as injury prone. So I don't, to me, that still hasn't gone away. Um, so if anything happens to Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon's going to smash. Uh, he's a fantastic runner and he didn't get enough credit for what he did in the passing game. He just didn't get a lot of volume because he was just such a good runner that they just ran the ball like every play. So there's a lot more to AJ Dillon than I think people know. Um, and then looking here at wide receivers, does anyone speak out to me? Deshaun Jackson's fun for like three or four games. Larry Fitzgerald's still a boss. Um, I mean, a guy like Randall Cobb has, has potential. Will Fuller never stays healthy. Brandon Cooks hasn't been himself for a while. So it wouldn't surprise me if Randall Cobb's the leading receiver on that team. Um, but we're going to stick to what I said when we started this video, and I'm going to take my third tight end with Blake Jarwin. And I know it's a third tight end. It doesn't really matter, but uh, I, I, you can never have too many good players. And with Blake Jarwin, you're getting – a lot of people will tell you that the volume is – there's just not enough to go around with the Cowboys this year having C.D. Lamb on the team now. But if you look here at the 2019 Dallas Cowboys – we're going to see Dak Prescott almost 600 pass attempts. And we're going to see 119 go to Amari Cooper, 113 go to Michael Gallup. So even if you give those guys their same numbers for this year, now we're looking at the, the secondary receivers, uh, Randall Cobb, and then we're looking at Jason Witten. I mentioned this before, but they're going to leave behind 166 targets. Now, some of those are going to go to C.D. Lamb. Maybe five to ten more go to Cooper and Gallup each. But um, so say you give C.D. Lamb 100 of those, that still leaves 66 of them. And then you see Blake Jarwin down here with 41 targets last year already. If you add another 40 to 50 targets left over for that, I mean, he's, he's basically going to be looking at this Jason Witten volume, but with a much better yards per catch. Um, so we could be sitting here with Blake Jarwin, about 65 catches, maybe 90 targets, and over 700 yards, maybe five, six touchdowns. I mean, that's basically what Dallas Goddard did last year, but better. And Goddard was, Goddard was the tight end 10. Um, so I, I realistically think, um, I mean, a season, a season like this for, for Jared Cook last year, 65 catches, uh, this is reverse. Never mind. He had a lot of touchdowns. I'm looking at a guy like Tyler Higby, where he had 69 catches, 89 targets, and about 734 yards. Um, I mean, he's he's potentially a top 10 tight end this year. So uh, don't sleep on Blake Jarwin, and just know that there's plenty of volume to go around there. Um, so don't believe what anyone tells you, because I mean, 600 pass attempts, man. That's a lot of that's a lot of a lot of volume to go around. So. Um, but yeah, that's going to give us basically a, a really good look here at a, at a, a spot number 12 in a 1QB PPR league. Uh, if you like this content, please like, uh, leave a comment, and uh, subscribe to the channel. We're trying to grow this thing. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at the fellow KGB. And uh, in a few days or so, I'm going to probably, I'll, I'll, I don't know what website I want to use for the 11 spot. Maybe I'll use FFKelk again, uh, but I'll look into using Sleeper or maybe draft wizard or another and i don't know or if you have a suggestion you want me to use a certain mock draft site uh let me know below in the comments but uh that's gonna do it for today uh thank you for watching i hope you enjoyed the the video and some of the the sleeper takes and all the
the thought process behind some of my picks. But uh, thank you for watching and staying till the end. If you haven't checked out some of my fantasy team previews, um, go ahead and do that. I covered the AFC North, the AFC East, and the NFC East so far. There's going to be more coming on those. But uh, yeah, man, have a good uh, rest of your morning, day, whatever you need. And uh, we'll see you in the next video. Peace.